We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. The Swing and a drive. Left center field and deep. This ball's got a chance. Gone! Home run to left for Seiya Suzuki. It is a minor strain and I think it's one of those things, like I said yesterday, we'll put the plan in place, react to how he's feeling, uh, let him build back up, and um, the goal is to get him back when he's fully healthy and, and can, can really contribute and help us. Oblique things are, are pretty tricky, so we'll, um, we'll make sure we're listening to his body and talking to Knox. Yeah, it's not good. No matter how you interpret some of this stuff, it is not good, and the news isn't really getting much better. Yeah, we can, we can talk about it with our guy, Jordan Basham, because I saw it on his feed, and we are happy to have him join us on the Circuit Resort and Casino Hotline. Circuit Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book, intrepid Cubs reporter for MLB.com, Jordan Basham joining us here on The Score. What's up, dude? Hey, how you guys doing? We're good. So Patrick Wisdom is a scratch today, too? Yeah, I mean, all indications from what we've heard the last couple of days is his issue doesn't seem serious. Um, they, you know, if it were regular season, maybe something you push through. But again, like anything at this point in the spring, if you're feeling anything, they're going to err on the side of extra cautious. But yeah, two days in a row, he was originally in the lineup as the DH today, scratched again. Uh, so yeah, we'll probably have more on that tomorrow morning. Do we know if Seiya Suzuki's oblique injury is related at all to what appeared to be a big off-season bulk up? Yeah, I just don't know if there's any way to say that definitively. I think that's obviously going to be the big question because he said he reported 20 pounds heavier, noticeably physically uh, more built when he reported this spring. Um, I mean, the displays in batting practice were amazing i know it's bp but he was you know hitting his exit velocities and all that stuff you talked to dustin kelly the hitting coach and he said you know what was encouraging from their end was the the numbers and the metrics behind the scene like nothing had changed in his swing and the swing results due to him bulking up so they didn't see anything different in that regard uh you know talking to some of the japanese writers today they said that he's experienced in previous spring trainings kind of just discomfort whether it's feeling tired or tightness in his back or things like that like so he thought this was kind of that early season early spring kind of recurrence that he's gone through and pushed through in the past and then on that Saturday morning of the what would have been the Cactus League opener just on a swing he really felt something you know grab at him and decided 
okay, we need to figure out if there's something different going on here. But I really don't think there's a way to draw a, a straight line from what he did this winter to this injury. But obviously that's a question everyone's going to have just because of the physical change that he arrived with. Jordan, why did he feel it necessary to change his body? Yeah, the thing that he spoke about through his interpreter was that he really felt tired and worn down by the end of last season, you know, navigating that first full major league season, all the the changes that he was adjusting to with that time zones, length of season, uh, the, you know, the way the schedule works, all that stuff. And he felt he needed to become uh, what he said, more physicality. He needed more physicality in his swing. And he thought that would also in turn help him uh, get better results against fastball velocity that he was adjusting to over here. So he went over there with the idea of get more physical, put on more strength in in the name of keeping that stamina through the whole season. That was kind of his primary focus from the way he explained it through his interpreter. Um, and so that was kind of the motivation behind that um, strength training regimen that he was on. I wonder how big a disappointment it is for him to miss representing Japan in the World Baseball Classic because to hear so many of these players discuss it, it was for for a lot of them it held deep meaning. Yeah, I mean he spoke about seeing Japan win it in the first two iterations of the tournament and how he was watching them as a kid, you know, and, and dreaming about wanting to play for that team, and he got to be part of that team in the last. World Baseball Classic, but he really didn't play much. I think he got in a game, maybe two games. Um, so he got to experience it, but not really be a, a focal point of that that team. And he was really going to be a focal point of that uh, Japan offense and lineup and was really looking forward to potentially playing with Darvish and Otani and maybe being the one that is inspiring kids in Japan who are watching him now. So I'm sure there's great disappointment. He used the word shocked um, this morning when, when kind of getting the news of the injuries, severity, and having to, you know, talk to Team Japan and relay that he had to withdraw just because of the timetable, you know, even if you can try and aim for the early portion of the Major League season, there's just no chance you can be ready in time for that tournament. Um, so I'm sure it was a great disappointment on his part because of how much he was looking forward to being the guy that was motivating kids just like he was when he was in their shoes back in Japan. I felt like when they made the signing of Trey Mancini, like this is exactly why you sign him, that he can kind of fill in in a couple different places. So is he the odds-on favorite to replace him, or is Rossi thinking about doing different stuff with that spot if Seiya can't make it back to the beginning of the season? Yeah, Ross said the first two guys that came to his mind were, like you said, Trey Mancini. Um, and as much as we talked about him as a first baseman and a DH, you look at his numbers in corner outfield and even as recently as last year and he's a plus defender in the corners so that was one of the ideas there when they signed him that hey he has that versatility the other guy he mentioned was Patrick Wisdom who we've seen in spurts him get run out to center field here uh, right field seems to be like a more of a profile for his arm strength and ability as an outfielder so Patrick Wisdom is another guy who could potentially get innings there and then if you're moving uh, Mancini and a wisdom to right field, well, maybe that opens up the conversation again at third base or the rest of the roster for Nick Madrigal, Christopher Morrell. You know, now we're starting to bake in how do you handle the right-handed complement to center field uh, for Cody Bellinger? Is that a guy like Deluzio who can offer speed off the bench? Or, you know, there's a guy that they brought in, Mike Talkman, who's going to be in right field some this spring and can be moved in and out of center and, 
has big league experience. So when you start thinking about if Seiya is not part of the opening day roster, it really just creates this domino effect on roster construction of introducing all those elements, center field, right field, third base, all those things start coming into play. And some of those depth fringe guys that are in the battle for the 26th roster spot you know, maybe become a more realistic part of the equation for opening day. You didn't mention David Bodie. No, David Bodie's. I mean, this guy's having a great spring so far, but I think right, the reality of David Bodie's situation is he's not on the roster, and I think when you consider third base right now, I think there's just a bunch of guys ahead of him. Um, so I think that's the reality of the situation with him. But, yeah, I mean, that's a guy with experience, a guy they know, and a guy that can play third and – you know, I'm sure he'll factor into that conversation um, late in camp, but I just don't think he's at the top of that list as you start breaking down those candidates. How did he fall out of favor? Because, I mean, we are talking about a guy that signed a, a, a very minimal, but it was still a long-term deal with the team. How did we go to that, to him not being on the 40-man? Yeah, I think a lot of it just comes down to the production. Um, you know, you look at the numbers of the last few years, and obviously there's been some health setbacks that have played a big role in that, but you know, when a guy gets outrighted off the roster and is no longer in the 40-man roster, I mean, those are just all those things are data points that a front office is considering as they're, they're constructing the team. And I think right now when we're talking about, say, a Suzuki, the conversation begins more about how does this impact the fourth outfielder and that situation. Um, and then you're looking more at those non-roster candidates over a non-roster candidate for third base when they have more guys already on the roster um, who can play third base. So I think that's kind of what plays into that. But I think it's just, hey, I mean, just the history of injury, the history of production, um, and the fact that this is a guy that could have been claimed over the winter when, when he was knocked off the roster and he wasn't. All those things are factored into those decision-making. We're talking with Jordan Bastion on Sports Radio 670, The Score. He covers the Cubs for MLB.com. Why are they trying to make Nick Madrigal happen? Why, why are they still like, well, maybe we'll, we'll try him at third now. Does that just mean like if he's there, Leori Garcia and the, the, the 26th guy that'll just have the versatility that that position needs? Yeah, I think it doesn't hurt anything, right? Right now, you're early in camp. You want to see, is this even a realistic possibility? And from what we saw in one game, super small sample size, he looked capable there. A um, couple plays, one he had to run in, so the throw wasn't as long, but you know, watching him in workouts and stuff, he's looked capable. He's got good hands. Um, you know, it's he doesn't fit that prototypical mold. But I just think right now at this stage of spring, what does it hurt? To, this guy says, I'm willing to try my hand at third, see if I can fit into that mix. You know, he's got the elite contact rate. And outside of last season um, when he was dealing with injuries and coming back from uh, all the after effects of the previous year's surgery, you know, this guy's hit at every level he's been at, first-rounder, the guy's kind of proved himself offensively as a high-contact elite bet, and there's value in that as part of a part of a makeup of a roster. And you think in this day and age with the the uh, runner on second base and extra innings or late-game situations, if he's not in the starting lineup and you just need that dude who's going to put the bat on the ball, there's value in having that available. If you're facing the type of pitcher where his offensive profile really matches up well, you know maybe there's value in that. And with the DH, you can kind of make it work where you put him in there. But again, I just think right now uh, it doesn't hurt. Get a look at him, see if this is realistic. And if it doesn't look like it's realistic, then you adjust as spring training goes on. So 
I think that's where the value comes in now is just let's just see if this is a possibility and keep it in mind. How's Justin Steele doing? Yeah, we uh, didn't get an update today yet. He was supposed to throw a bullpen today, um, and I think that would have happened while we were all commuting here to Maryvale. So still looking to get an update on that front. But when we talked to Justin Steele yesterday about the situation, he said it was no different than something that might come up in the offseason, and you just take an extra day, a couple days, and then you get right back to work. That was how he described it. He said he's already built up to two and three innings, so he didn't feel like this was going to be a major setback. And he had every intention of making his next scheduled start as planned. I don't know what day that falls on at the moment. Uh, but he was supposed to throw a bullpen session today, and we'll be finding out if that actually took place. I'm really interested in what this larger pitching infrastructural effort has been and is ongoing for the Cubs under the leadership of Craig Breslow, their their director of pitching. Other than trying to coordinate drafting and development and pitch shaping and pitch lab and in all they, what has been the goal of that stated side of the organization? Is there proprietary stuff going on? Is it just a matter of making sure that everything at all the different levels of the organization is standardized? But how how are they doing at it? Yeah, I think you hit on a couple things there and I think the big one is that cohesiveness from level to level that when a pitcher is moving up the ladder the, he's hearing the same baseball language being spoken at every stop along the way as he works his way up to the big leagues I think that was a huge part of bringing Carter Hawkins in and you know we know last year he spent a lot of time at each affiliate kind of getting a sense of, of how the operations were working and really making sure that from level to level, each coaching staff, each coordinator was really in lockstep with the messaging and the goals and uh, the drill work and the things that they were doing on the way up the ladder. So I think that's a huge part of it. And then it's just trying to get to a place where when there's needs at the major league level, it's, you know, there's an injury, a uh, guy needs to go down and work on something that you're reaching a point where the guys you're calling upon, you're trusting that, this is part of this system that they can come in, they can fill in, they can have success, um, and it's not going to be a major drop-off if you have to pull down from the minor leagues and bring a guy up. I think that's the ultimate goal, right, of any team is getting to that point with that depth where if something goes wrong at the major league level, you're really trusting that you can bring guys up and it's going to work and it's not going to be a disaster scenario. So I think a lot of what you hit on there, you know, there's velocity training involved, there's pitch shapes and pitch grips involved. There's, you know, kinetic stuff going on with the biomechanics and studying all that and getting them into the labs and figuring out which body types and which pitchers fit for which types of pitches and movement. All that stuff um, is is involved. But I think the big one, to your point, that you kind of hit on there is just making sure it's this cohesive messaging and uh, methodology as they move up the ladder. Jordan, what's been the early reviews of the pitch clock? Uh, you know, it's we're in an adjustment period here. I think we're seeing uh, umpires are being real strict on making sure they're calling the stuff, uh, making sure that players get adjusted. Um, some guys have said, like, yeah, okay, it feels a little quick. And other guys have said, like, no, it didn't feel too quick to me. It felt fine. I think one real nice thing is, you know, the game we had, for example, yesterday at uh, Sloan Park was kind of a mess of a game. 
and it felt like a long game, and then at the end of the day, you look down, and it's like 245. Hmm. And you're going, okay, that wasn't too bad. It felt a lot longer. It was tons of pitching changes, uh, and it really was still under three hours, and that's in a spring training environment. So I think we're still in this period where they're going to be working out uh, some of the kinks here. Players are going to be adjusting to it. You're going to hear some guys say it's great. Some guys are going to say, I think this could be better, and I think all that's going to be taken into account as we get closer and closer to the regular season. Um, that's a it's spring training for everybody, and I think with the new rules, it, it falls into that category as well. Jordan Bastion, thanks so much. Appreciate it. No problem. Anytime, guys. That is Jordan Bastion, Cubs reporter for MLB.com. Attention shifts to the White Sox. Next, Michael Kopech is talking about his recovery from his various ailments, and Elvis Andrews is talking about for the first time in a very long MLB career, Playing a position he's never played before. We'll get to both of those stories next on The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Bernstein and Holmes, middays 10 to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. What about thanks? Hey, Dan, would you like to hear more philosophy from Pedro Grifol? More philosophy? Sure. Yeah, like what his ideas are on things. The Dutchman, Daryl Van Scowen, uh, t- tweeted this out a couple minutes ago. And this is Grifol talking about running to first base. That's good. Running to first base is good. Especially if you make it there before the ball. Oh, yeah, you're right. That's right. We have to play our... Nice things about the White Sox music. Yeah, ni- nice things about the White Sox. Well, I didn't know what he said, but you know it's a nice thing, I guess. I, I-, I mean, I like it. This is what Pedro Grifol has to say about it. There's a level of respect to the game for people who pay to watch the game. I'm not asking them ground ball to the pitcher to give 100% down the line, but you know what? Give me a good effort. Give me a good effort till the play ends. And if it happens to end before you get to first base, okay, well, then you can shut it down. Just give me good effort. Give us, our organization, our culture, the effort that we're looking for, and that's what is preached to them. I've heard all the philosophies in the last four or five years. You know, save your legs, and I've heard them all. But at the same time, you have to respect the game, your teammates, and your organization, and the fans that come out to watch. The kids that are in the stands that are learning from the way that we play the game. To me, it's just give me a good effort. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, I, I don't, exactly. I, I don't think there's a counter argument to that. That's I valid. Don't e- I don't either. And we'll see how long that it lasts. 
just has been saying nice things about the White Sox. I mean, we're going to keep saying nice things about it, right? Because Elvis sure. Andrus is back with the team and played second base for the first time yesterday. Ever. Ever. He's never played second base in a major league game. He said it was weird. Of course it's weird. You're doing things differently. You're looking, you're seeing different things. I mean, it's got to be disorienting, but I don't think the adjustment period is going to be long. For no, if you can play that. shortstop, you can play second base. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball, all of that stuff. So you, you said something that sparked something inside of my brain about Michael Kopech when we were talking in the pre-show, Yeah. but why don't we hear from Michael Kopech on the White Sox talk podcast with him discussing what it was like for him while he was being thrown out there with an injured knee. I knew what my strengths still were. Um, unfortunately, one of my main strengths throughout my career has been velo, um, and that wasn't my strength for the rest of the season. So I, uh, I had a little bit of difficulty adjusting to um, you know, maybe mixing my pitches a little bit more, maybe throwing with a, a little bit more of a complete approach rather than you know playing off of my fastball because my fastball wasn't near as much of a weapon as it had been so it, it was just the fact that I didn't feel as strong strength is a big part of my game I'm able to repeat my delivery and uh, you know, pitch with some some intensity when, when I feel strong and the intensity as much as it was there uh, mentally and fatigue wise it was not there um, strength-wise, um, and, and I, I kind of had to figure out how to pitch a little bit more, and that was a, a blessing, to be honest. I, I you know, still had some things to figure out once we went into this offseason and uh, post-surgery and everything, and I, I did figure out a lot of things that I needed to do better last year, but I learned how to pitch a little bit more with uh, without having a elite fastball, and so it was difficult, but I think it uh, was a good lesson for me. This is year 10. This is his 10th year, and he started at age 18 in 2014 with the Gulf Coast Red Sox. And think of where you were in 2014 when he was beginning his professional baseball journey. Mm. And, and where the White Sox found themselves after the trade for him and the the myth of Michael Kopech that hey he was he was doing this uh, like outfield throwing and he threw it 110 miles an hour he I mean, squats 500 right, pounds the pictures of him with his shirt off and the flowing the deadlifts the yeah I mean it was and and now he's kind of a guy I remember the 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 night when he got called up I left because I think we had a Cubs game I left here. And did walk up and got a ticket. Ran into the homie Mike Hall from the Big Ten Network because he had done the same thing. Like, oh, it's Kopec Day. Like, we're gonna go. This is the the next part of this where Eloy is already at the major leagues, and now you get to see Kopec come up. And I remember the buzz of that. And I think that game got rained out, right? I think that it started and then it rained out. Got rained out. But the buzz, like the talking to people from the White Sox about the walk-up that they got when they had announced that Kopech was going to pitch. And it's hard when you have hard-throwing prospects and that's kind of their calling card. It doesn't take much to derail them. But I'm glad to hear that he's looking at this as 
now I'm learning how to pitch. And well, maybe maybe that's the difference. I also think he's going to have to learn to pitch a lot faster. Because yes. when, if you're if you're putting together a list of the guys that reset their power bar that took time to build it all up in between pitches among starters, he would be one of them. Yeah. You talk about being a professional since 2014. His major league innings total, 203. You think about the timeline. Tommy John surgery misses 2019, sits out 2020, comes back 21, used mostly as a reliever, 2022, accumulates 119 and a third, and he dealt with multiple injuries. Mm-hmm. So now's the time, young man. Now's that time for that next jump, and he was talking about 200 innings. I'd be satisfied with 150. By the way, his deployment in 2021, I think, is the best managerial move that Tony LaRusso made. Like, mm-hmm. if I'm looking at his tenure as manager, it was the one thing where I was like, I'm not sure about this, but he was 100% right about the way that they were going to use him and the way that they did. Like, his deployment was awesome in 2021. And then, you know, he moves into the rotation, and you're hoping that he's a top-of-the-rotation guy. And now it's like, if he's your fourth guy, you're probably satisfied, right? I guess. Yeah, but I mean, I, I mean, what I'm talking in some about. Order Cease, Lynn, Giolito. Yeah. If you're talking about 150 innings being a ceiling for a guy, that's a fourth guy. Even in, by today's standards, that's a fourth guy. That's not a top of the rotation dude. That's like 28 starts. I'll take that. Sure. I if that's what he gives you, I'm I'm here for it. Yeah, because once you get past their starters. Like their their starting depth is bad. You you don't want to see Davis Martin. Yeah, there's, there's they have a huge drop. We we're just talking about it with the Cubs. Exactly what we were saying with Jordan Bastion and talking about what their 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 goal is to make that drop off to have the 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 pool of replacement level guys doing that the that level much higher right. than say what the White Sox you, have. You, right you now. can't really like withstand an injury or a suspension, and even with Clevenger, there's still if we take the investigation part out of it, there's still questions about whether or not he can regain some of the tantalizing stuff that people saw in him earlier in his career. I, I but can't he's believe had a we're ton of injuries too. We're normalizing Clevenger. Already. I don't think we're normalizing. I think we're we're having the discussion about it from a baseball point of view. While we wait to see what baseball itself does my guess all of this. and with every day that goes by and with every time the white Sox, i just saw a Grafol quote today said he looked terrific and live bp was filling up the strike zone they had to have been told that nothing's happening right they had to it's, they it's, they have to know they have that he's acted clear. like they know yes they, they, they've acted not just like they know they've acted like he's clear right that's how they're carrying themselves as if nothing to see here Yes, and how dare you ask? Right, is kind of how they're acting. Right, so maybe they do know. Maybe they finally did find a friend that could tell them some things. Takes to, a while to help them with their calculated risk that they took. But here's hoping that Michael Kopech, man, if he, it, it, I feel bad like putting 150 innings on him because that's almost his total output as a pro in one season. All right, and for the texter who's quibbling, saying it's his, it's his ninth, he sat out 2020, but it's his eighth, you don't count 2019. Those years count. 
Just because he didn't play, he was still a rostered professional baseball player. This is 10 years. Those years count, too. Injury years count. They yes, count they in your age and your experience. And 2014, he made his debut in the pros. Remember how you were saying Giannis is out here telling dad jokes? Yes. Giannis is out here telling dad jokes, and Hassan Minaj was trying to get him to go a little bit deeper. We're going to share that with you next here on The Score. Bernstein at Holmes, middays 10 to 2. On Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. So, Dan, everyone loves Giannis. He's become a very lovable figure. He also seems to be okay with making fun of himself and the fact that he's a very lovable figure figure unless you you're a crew worker and you have a ladder and he's trying to get extra shots up then maybe not as lovable he was on the daily show which this week Hassan Minaj is hosting until they decide on a a full-time host which I'm really hoping is is Roy um but so Hassan wrote a bunch of jokes about other NBA players and wanted Giannis to trash talk them this is what happened Joker, how are you going to make it through the finals where you look like you can barely make it through a Burger King drive through This is what we want! This is America! Yes! Keep going. Jokic, I love your game. No, no! No, it's like this. Go back, prompter. Jokic, Joker, how are you going to make it through the finals when you look like you can barely make it through a Burger King drive-thru? You shouldn't be on the court. You should be checking IDs outside of a hookah bar. You got to say it like that. All right, let's keep going. Let's keep giving these people this work. Kevin Durant, let's go. (laughs) You keep joining super teams to win the NBA title. How about... How about we work out together sometime so I can teach you how to carry your own team? Oh! <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I like that one. It was like a little simpler. KD, where's the camera? Where's the camera? KD, yeah. you're one of the best scorers to ever play this game. <laughs> I respect your game. You know, you've lived by example for 15 years. So you were I my hate fa- this. You were my I favorite player growing up. I hate this. Entertain me. I respect your game. I'm sorry. No. no. All right, do the LeBron one, and we're going to get out of here. But make this one count. LeBron, I love your game, man. What is this? You're you're not part of it. I love your game. You're the king for a reason. Goat just broke the all-time... Scoring uh, record. Keep doing what you're doing, man. Uh, it's a blueprint. You're a blueprint, man. Oh, my we, we, God. We, we. <laughs> All right. All right. Listen. Listen, man. Um, everybody we talked about in the NBA, uh, please don't come kill me. So there, there's 
Giannis being like, I can't be mean. What was the LeBron joke that was written? Though? I want to know that's, what it is. That's Hassan, have you seen his latest special? Patriot Act? Is no, that his no. Show? There's, he did one after it. It's, it is brilliant. Patriot Act was the show. His right. latest special is absolutely brilliant. He's a really smart mm-hmm. dude. But there's Giannis like, I can't be mean. I just can't be mean. Not in his nature. It's not in his really nature, isn't. but that was really a lot of fun. We will talk with Parkins and Spiegel. They're all right with being mean. Next, here on The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.